Blog Talk Radio. Do you make Christian music and you want to release it online without paying hefty yearly fees? Your best choice is GodTunesMusic.com. Sign up, upload your music, and reach the world. GodTunes distributes all genres of Christian music to over 300 top online music portals like iTunes, Spotify, Amazon MP3, or Beatport. Sign up now and take your music to the next level. GodTunesMusic.com, the largest Christian music digital distributor on the web.
Hello. Okay. Praise the Lord, everybody. I put it on mute, so I wasn't sure. Praise the Lord, everybody. Thank you in the name of Jesus for today. This is Grace Through Faith, Worship Center, Intercessory Prayer on Saturday mornings. Every morning we're here, we're, we're here, and we're here to pray with you and for you and go before the Lord and declare, thus saith the Lord. You know, one of the one of the things about prayer is that a lot of times people want to go to God and they want to beg God and they want to plead with God and they want to um, negotiate with God. But we know under grace, Lord said, we can go to him boldly, go to the throne boldly and declare, thus saith the Lord. And so that's what we do on Saturdays. We're not going to be whimpering and whining. We are going to lay the groundwork to declare, thus saith the Lord. You know, we have the power of the word of God in our mouths if we would utilize it. We underutilize all the things that we have. You know, we're kings and priests before the living God. And we have to have the word of God in our mouths. We need to exercise and activate what thus saith the Lord. The Lord says in the word of God that he healeth all our diseases. He cures everything. He takes care of all our sicknesses and diseases. And what we have to do is we have to get the word of God in our mouth as a sword and begin to use it. You know, you can have all the weapons in the world, but if you're not utilizing those weapons, they are what? Ineffective for the kingdom of God. I'm going to talk about passivity today because I just feel that passivity has just allowed the church to be ineffective and inactive, which means that if you're not moving forward, you are in essence moving backwards. God didn't call us here. He he didn't leave us behind, if you will, for us to be inactive Christians waiting for our ticket to heaven. You know, what do you do in the meantime? Well, God is saying for us to be active in our faith, active in destroying the works of the enemy. There's no middle ground. And so when we come on Saturday, we are taking our sword of faith, which is the word of God, and declaring, thus saith the Lord. You know, in the beginning, he said it was the word. Let's just go to that, and I believe it's in, um, let's go to that scripture that talks about who the, who the word. Just go go to that. Amen. I believe it's in John. 
Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Okay, let's just go there. And we have time this morning. We're going to just get into scriptures. Because you need to know that when we talk about prayer, we're talking about declaring, thus saith the Lord. And it says in John, first John, John chapter uh first John chapter one, it says, In the beginning the word already existed. Hallelujah. See, God said his answer, your answer for today, if it's healing, was already it already existed. He was with God and he was God. He was in the beginning with God. You know, a lot of people, I'm going to do a sample. A lot of people want to say that Jesus wasn't God. I think this scripture right here takes care of that. And the reason why it's so important to understand people talk about the Trinity and all of this, look, look, this scripture says that God, Jesus was God. And if you can't believe that Jesus is God, then how can you believe that Jesus came to this earth? God didn't come to this earth. God came in the form of of Jesus in the body, okay? And so Jesus is God, and he came on this earth, and he died for your sins. God himself embodied in Jesus Christ. He was God, amen? And so if we don't get that straight, then we get to saying that Jesus is not God, he's not the son of God, and therefore how can he, what, remit sin? So you, those kind of uh, theologies or wrong teachings or errors, people want to nitpick. Look, just read the Bible and believe what it says. Don't try to spend hours trying to decipher. You know, the Word of God is the Word of God. And we have to come to the Word of God as little children. And that's just a sidebar, but it's going to help you. It's going to help you when you're dealing with religious people who want to Pick away at the word. And you know what? What happens when, when people want to be puffed up, and it's called being puffed up in knowledge. Your knowledge needs to go somewhere. If you want to know more about Jesus, that's great. But you need to know more about Jesus, what, so you can fall in love with him, so you can be close to him, so you can be his friend. Some people want to know about Jesus so they can puff themselves up and just be knowledgeable and just have this thing, I know more than you. But that's a dead-end street. Even the world knows that. You know, the world always wants to come up with some new fad and some new um, thing out there, and it goes absolutely nowhere because it's not hitting at the heart of the matter. We need a Savior. We are born to die. No one is staying here on this earth. These bodies as great as they are, these machines that we have as I consider bodies will die. Medical science sees it. And you know, I am amazed that somebody's gonna be a doctor, look at all the facts, just physically, and deny that God exists. There's definitely something wrong with that picture. But God is gonna hold people accountable. And God's gonna say, You knew, you knew in your heart that I was real, and you rejected me. God's a just God. He's a loving God. He's not out to get anyone or put people down. Look, he has all the cards. 
he's 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 in authority. If you've ever felt what it's like to be in complete control of a situation, you for a minute can understand maybe, maybe just a little bit of what it feels like to be total control, total control of a situation, but yet you are walking in a level of compassion with the with the people, with people of God, wherever you may be, God will just put or pour on you this level of compassion. You're not out to just I'm gonna control these people like a puppet. I'm gonna I know what they're thinking. I'm not I'm gonna tell them off. I'm gonna do there's a humility that comes with uh with with that kind of authority. You're there to heal the broken heart. You're there to bring people into salvation. You're there to save the lost. You know, we're living in a world that's lost. They don't know Jesus. Some don't want to know Jesus. But some people don't know that they need a Savior. They don't know that Jesus, God in the flesh, died. And so I kind of got off on that tangent, but it's so important. It's very hurtful for people to get caught up I mean, I'm talking about Christians to get caught up in theology type of dichotomies when we need to be just on fire for God and passionate about reaching the laws, spending our days here on heaven, uh, spending our days here on earth, pushing, uh, just sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so I just, Lord, I pray for the spirit of evangelism that we will go out to the highways and byways and compel people to come and compel people to know Jesus and open up our mouths and declare, thus saith the Lord, that Jesus is real. Hallelujah. That Jesus is the answer. There's an old song that says, Jesus is the answer for the world today. Above him there is no other. Yes, Jesus is the way. We need to pick up that mantle again of evangelism and let our hearts just melt for those who are lost, who don't know Jesus. And then we should have such a compassion for those who may know the Lord, but they're still lost in the sense they don't know who 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 he really is to them. They're not walking in all their kingdom benefits. They're not walking as a disciple, a follower of Jesus. You know, they don't read their Bible. They they are clueless as to what they have been born into. See, they've been born into a new kingdom. And in this kingdom is culture and benefits and language and all the things that a culture, that a society has. But if it's like people come here from different countries and they come to America, they can't speak the language. They don't know the customs. They don't know where to go. They don't know how to receive benefits. They're in a new land, in a new culture, country, but they cannot speak the language. That is so difficult when you cannot speak English and you're trying to get someone to understand you. When you can't speak that heavenly language, see, in our culture, in our kingdom, it's the Holy Spirit that's, that that we've been given. That's our new language. And if you're not speaking that, it's going to be very difficult for you to move around in the kingdom of God. See, God 
he's consistent. He not only birth, gave us a new birth, but when he when we were um, born into this kingdom of God, he gave us the new language that we can use to communicate. Okay? So it's just the same thing in the physical. You go to another land, you know what? You're going to be quick to f- figure out uh, how I'm going to get around and communicate. I need to know what? I need to know the language. Well, the language in, in the kingdom of God is his holy language of speaking in tongues, on another tongue. Amen. And these tongues speak directly to the heavenlies, to to the uh, spiritual realm that we're dealing with. See, you came out of a physical, earthly, dead, um, um, a deadness there, a world that will die and be passed away into a culture, into a kingdom that lives forever, that is connected to the spirit realm forever. And a lot of Christians, sad to say, are walking around in this new kingdom not equipped. And so God has called us as teachers and ministers and preachers to equip you so that you can be a kingdom person in in complete totality. It's like someone going to, you know, the institution of an educational system. The reason why they go to the educational system is so that they can be what? Trained up to what? To go out and impact the world 12 years later. They spent 12 years in preparation. Isn't that an awesome thing? When you think about it, people just don't think. That's what's going on. People just go do stuff. We're just doing stuff. Well, you go to school 12 years. But have you ever thought about why you're going to school, why you put your children in school, why it takes 12 years for preparation? And as they begin to get out of those elementary years, you know, that foundation is laid of their foundation. They can read. They can Hey, it's the same thing in God's kingdom. You have to learn how to read. You First, you have to learn how to walk. You have to learn how to sit still. That's discipline. You can't be in a classroom running all around. You have to learn certain things in order what? In order to be effective in the world that you are going to be introduced to 12 years later. Look, God is no different in his kingdom, and a lot of people don't get it. He has kingdom culture. We just don't know about it. We're not being taught, and we're like we're still in elementary school, still learning how to add and subtract, still learning how to read the Bible. Look, there's no kid that goes to school that don't read those textbooks and be successful. You can't do it. The fundamentals of going to school is first learning how to read. Amen. And so some of the fundamental things that we're having to grasp with with kingdom living is that we have not laid the foundation for people to be successful in this new world that they have been introduced to. Amen. So we just we just pray for that that people become into maturity. First you got to sit still somewhere. How are you going to learn God? And the newness of who God is, if you church hop every five minutes, you this church, that church, the other church, that's just like a kid jumping from first grade, trying to run around the second grade classroom, going around back to kindergarten. Look, you don't have to sit still in kindergarten, learn what you're supposed to do, and then you build from there. 
And what we have is a lot of Christians kind of hodgepodge that go to this ministry, learn a little bit, run around that ministry, run and learn a bit, and they have not have not learned and do not have the foundation to be strong, mature Christians that can turn around and really disciple someone. I'm not saying they can't bring someone to Christ. I'm not saying they can pray and raise people from the dead. I'm not saying they can do all these wonderful things, but they can't really understand how to properly disciple someone and really move into those areas as well because they're unstable. They haven't laid the foundation of the word. And they haven't spent time with studying God. When when do we grow up? Amen. And then what happens is you become this grown person that has a lot of temper tantrums. And, you know, a lot of times what happens is it's like a kid that should have gone from kindergarten to first grade and they, they hadn't really learned the things that they need to learn at those lower levels, and then they get to be a grown person. Look, time moves on whether you wanted to or not. And then you're in fifth grade and you can't read. And you're frustrated. And you're frustrated and mad at the world. You see a whole lot of Christians like that. They're mad at everybody, want to blame everybody for their bad marriages and relationships. Look, you if you would just spend time in the Word, you would figure out you need to know how to, to deal with life and deal with people and to love people and be compassionate. And, and, and God himself would teach you. But there's always opportunities for counseling and all other things that will help you when you when you haven't been obedient to God's word. And so I'm just praying for you today that you learn that there's foundations that need to be laid. There's just foundations that need to be laid. And until you decide to do that, you're going to be an unstable Christian. You're just going to be wibbly-wobbly, wobbling all around. And you're not going to get into the fullness of what God has for you. So let's just pray. Father, I pray for the people on the phone, Lord God, that they will begin to have a passion for you, a passion for your heart, that they will just settle down. They may have lots of problems, a lot of issues, money issues, lack of money, but, Lord, it all boils down to the relationship that we have with you. Lord, it all boils down to a relationship that we have with you. And so, Lord, I pray that they would decide today that I I need more of God and I'm searching for God and I'm not going to let anything hinder me from getting to Jesus because I want that relationship here on earth. I've been left behind for a reason, and the reason is to be that witness for God, to be the witness here on earth, to be that signpost, here is the way, to be that person that will introduce people to the loving, peaceful ways of the Lord, to give people a hope, to let people know that Jesus is real. Not only is he real, he is coming back. Amen. And so, Lord, I pray for their, the Christians who are on the phone. I pray for their heart today. that They will be open to share their testimony 
of what Jesus did for them. They don't need to talk about anything other than their testimony and what God has been to them. And that's just and that's how you can lead people to Christ. You know, when people say, Well, I don't know about Jesus, you can just talk about your relationship and what he's been to to you. And then after your testimony, you can ask them, do you want to know Jesus? Do you want to know him? Let's just pray. And it's simple. It's just that simple. It's just that simple. Tell them about what he's been to you. You know, when you have a friend, it's so easy to roll off of your tongue what they've been to you. If it's been a mother or sister or brother, you're not hesitant, you know, I don't hesitate to tell anybody about how good a mother I had. You know, it's not something I wonder what they're thinking or, you know, you cringing at the thought of even sharing it. No, your heart's not there. So what I'm saying is if you have a relationship with Jesus, that, that, that thing that's causing you not to open your mouth or not to share your faith is a spirit of condemnation and religion. So it's like you're not worthy to talk about those the Savior, so it's something that you just need to break because it's not of God. You know, we're quick to talk about the Redskins and quick to talk about all these other things, but when it comes to the Savior, we we can't open our mouths and share who he is to us and how good he's been to us. You know, people are going to be curious about someone saying it from that angle. They were like, what? You You know God, and he speaks to you. You understand what I mean? And so that's where the gifts come in. And so when people say, well, yeah, I talked to God and I prayed to the Lord and I asked him for this and he he answers. Then they're like, wait a minute, hold up. You're praying, you're getting answered prayer? So it's so many ways that if we would just be real with who we are, we can we can win so many people to Christ and so many people would have a what? A relationship with some. Someone they would have a relationship with Jesus Christ. They wouldn't have a relationship with with religion and church and all of that. See, those are just tools to get you to Jesus. That's not it itself. The tool, the the, the it's, it's to get me to Jesus. Those are tools and avenues that God is using. We're in the church age, but the church is in us. We we're the we're the body. Of Jesus Christ, and all this church age stuff is going to go away. It even it it has a season. So if the church age goes away, what's left? We are connected to the body of Jesus Christ. We're His hands, His arm, His feet. We are the bride of Christ. Amen. So the church is not a building. A church is in the heart of man. It's, it's, we are in Jesus Christ. We are in him. We're connected to him. We're born of him. Amen. And so we need to understand that. And some people, they get hung up. They just, just dismiss the very instrument that God is using to mature us up and grow us up. We're an army of believers. We're an army of believers. Amen. Father, I pray for people on the phone right now. God, I pray for them right now. We pray for anybody that has any sicknesses and diseases. We're going to shift gears. Sickness and diseases. 
I just feel like somebody's having a problem with their arm. Some, some, actually, it seems to be their left arm. Lord, I just speak to that right now in the name of Jesus. Uh, their le- left arm, immobility, pain, whatever that may be, Lord God, we just speak against that thing right now. I come against it, that foul spirit, Lord God. I come against it right now in the name of Jesus. And we declare healing, O oh God. We declare healing in the name of the Lord Jesus. I pray for any confusion, anybody that has confusion and just don't know their their decision-making and what they should do. Lord God, you give us clarity. We just need to follow our heart. And your scripture says that we are to follow peace. We are to follow peace. And as long as we follow peace, Lord God, everything is going to be okay. Everything is going to fall into place. Or we don't need to be hasty in our decision-making, Lord God. We just need to trust you and be there and be okay to be there. You know, sometimes we can got ourselves in a situation and we, we just hadn't learned. And and it's like, how you know, people say, how dumb can you be and still breathe? But uh, it, it's just like you just keep learning the same lesson over and over and over again. But you know what? God doesn't leave you even in that how many times have you done this? A thousand times. He's there with you because he has a relationship with you and you're in him. But what he shows you is when you're ready to get out of that, I'm ready to be there with you and and pull you out. Amen. And he keeps showing us these lessons, these lessons. And he said, you've just been in it. You've been in this thing too long. You need to get set free and delivered. You need to get Egypt out of you. You can't move forward if you still got Egypt mentality. You still got the slave mentality. Some people on this phone, they want businesses. Well, you're going to have to believe God enough to step out in faith and create the business and start moving in that direction. You cannot let fear freeze you and put you in a position where you're not moving with God. You believe that you're going to, I believe that with everything in my heart that God wants us to be successful business owners for those who are in our church who want to be. Because God is a God that wants us to grow and expand our knowledge and to be dominating areas of influence. And we can't dominate areas of influence if we run in the back, running around uh, saying, well, I, I, I just I just don't want to do that. I don't want to be in charge. I don't want, and I'm not saying for everybody, that may not be your call. I'm not saying everybody's call, but I'm saying to, to those who who feel that they are called to leadership roles and are at that place of maturity that they're prepared and being ready up for that, give it all that you've got. Don't uh, pull back because so many people need what you have. So many people are waiting for your skill. If it's education, they need you to dominate that area. They need you to be well-rounded and go after it because you go back. You go after so many souls and so many people. So you'll have an influence in this worldly realm that you would not have. And so I just challenge people to get compassionate about and passionate about your craft. 
Don't think it's secular. A lot of people say it's secular. and re- That is a bunch of poppycock, and it's religion. It's religion, again, with their little weird tactics trying to hinder the move of God. And they want you to, they want you to stay out of their realms of influence. And so you won't have an influence. But if you are called to, uh, to a certain profession, I just believe that you should be top-notch. And so people should be looking at you for answers. And you should be the one that delivers. Amen. And so, Father, I just pray for those who are in the marketplace, who are who are um, in in all kinds of arenas, lawyers, doctors, uh, teachers, Lord God, those who are in real estate. Father, you've called us to be the very best, and you've put it into us that we can. And it's not an either or, but it's both. We're to be able to be just that good. You know, some people are just that talented. They are multi-talented people. Well, Father, I just declare today that the people of God that is under our tutelage, everything that they put their hands to will prosper. Every area of Some people say, well, you only got one gift. I don't believe that. You can have as many gifts as you want. Amen? It's what you want. You can be multi-talented, multi-gifted. It's how much do you want? How much do you want to share your life with others? How much do you want to give? You you understand? It's 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 that it's it's how much do you want to flow in the anointing? What is what is the price that you want to pay? And for those who want to pay the price, who want to give up doing it their way, God is right there to to flood you with all the giftings and talents and talents that you need to be successful in all areas, whatever area it is. You know, some people say, well, you, you gifted, you multi, it's because I want to be. And if you want to be, I just believe God will give you a gift. And if you turn that gift around and you, you bless other people, then you, you multiply even more. There's some, some awesome things that God wants to do in the marketplace where we are. He wants to teach, t- touch people and teach people about him. And he can't do it if we're um, acting like we're chickens and, and scared and stuff. He just can't do it. God, I pray for boldness. I pray for boldness in the people today. I pray that they're just aware of your presence, O oh Lord, and that they are not afraid. Father, I speak to the spirit of fear, and I bind it right now. I bind it. Let people just be bold and confident, oh God, that you're going to touch their businesses. Father, I pray for favor, oh Lord. I pray for their clients. I pray for the money that they need, the seed money, oh God, that they need to start their own businesses, to start their own practices, Lord God. And we we speak to those who need the support, oh God. Father, you give it to them, oh Lord. We pray for it, Lord God. Whatever they need, oh God, that they will have it in the name of Jesus. We declare it. Amen. We just declare it. I just declare businesses to thrive and be successful, be profitable in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. The Lord said he gives us what? Power to be to get wealth. 
He gives us the wherewithal, the ideas, the knowledge that we need to get, the wisdom that we need to be wealthy. And so that we can, what, put that into the kingdom of God, into the kingdom of God. And so God's kingdom here on earth, churches and ministries are financed appropriately. It can happen as long as we have our hearts right. As long as we have our hearts right, it can happen. And so we just got to believe God. It's like every every dollar, every dime belongs to you, Lord. And thank you for giving us our part, but we're going to give you our your part, oh God, so that the kingdom of God can be advanced here on earth. It needs money. It needs finances. And God will give it to us. He's not asking us to do anything but have an open heart, a willing heart to say, Lord, as you put money in my hands, as you put finances in my hand, I I plan to be a good steward of what you've given me, oh, Lord. I plan to 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 do it right, oh, God. I plan to, to give, oh, Lord, because you give it to me, oh, Lord. You are first in my life. You're first, oh, Lord. You're first, oh, God. And God, if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't be breathing. I wouldn't be walking around. I wouldn't have all the. I wouldn't have the ability to even go to work. But God, you've given me health and strength, O oh Lord. And for that, I can honestly say, Lord, I'm going to give to the house of God. And God, you kept me in my right mind, O oh God. And so many things that I've gone through, O oh God. I've, some people would be crazy, but I'm not, O oh Lord. And for that, I'm going to thank you today, and I'm going to give, O oh Lord. I'm going to give because I'm thankful. I'm going to give to you because I'm blessed. I'm going to give to you because I realize that you are my salvation, that you are my right hand, oh God. And if it wasn't for you, where would I be? And I'm giving out of a cheerful heart, a cheerful heart, Lord God, because all the good things that you've done for me, and when you have that attitude, you're just so glad that you have something to give. Amen. You're just glad that you have something to give. And that becomes this spirit of generosity. You understand that you, you're not taking any of this money or things or possessions with you. And what you're doing is you're creating for your inside, you're creating in your heart the place that money should be. You understand that you need it to run your business at home, which is your family business, but that God needs his part, which he's asking for 10% to run his business and advance his kingdom. And you begin to understand and know that we can't outgive God. And you understand and have this faith that it's important for me to let God see my heart. And no better way for God to see your heart than in action, by giving to the living God. Now, we can talk about it, but when you actually give it, then there's something that goes on miraculously in the giving. When you're walking up and putting your money in, you're releasing something in the spirit realm. 
I'm speaking to somebody today. You're releasing something in the spirit realm. If you want to break debt and poverty off of your life, you need to start learning to be a giver. You need to learn to give to the man and to 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 God. Cuz you're advancing the kingdom. Every dollar goes to speaking to someone about Jesus, to keeping the doors open so that we can minister to people. You know, even little things. We were able to pray for someone on Thursday. And I go back and I was telling the man at work, you know, I think about someone sitting here and they charging you money. And they and, and, and it's the same thing in the gospel. If the doors are not open, ministry may not happen. People are not getting touched. And the power of God is not really being moved. We need people to support the ministry physically and financially. We need your presence there. People are encouraged when you're sitting there. They are having, you're giving people hope. You know, the devil always wants to talk to people. Oh, don't take all that. Oh, you can pray at home. Oh, you can do this and do that. See, it's the it trick of the enemy so that he can corner you and so that you're not really flowing and being all that God has called you to be. You're not a fully equipped soldier. So what happens is when the battle comes, you be the first one to get plucked off because what? You're not what? Prepared. Sunday mornings is preparation time. Hallelujah. It's not a check in the box or I can roll in late and this and that. No. It's a time where God is preparing you for the battle that's out there in the war. Look that's out there in the world. We we discharge you to go back out in the world Monday through Friday or Saturday and to be who you've been called to be. But we gather together as We gather together as believers to strengthen one another, to encourage one another. To train one to train each other up and to let the devil know as we give that we know who is in charge. Amen. And so that's for somebody today. You just need to tell the devil, Yeah, I got all these bills, but I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna let you know who's in charge. Things are turning around for me in my area of my finances, and I'm gonna be a giver. I'm going to be so, I'm going to give out. I was listening to this uh, 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 radio station. The guy was saying, well, the last thing you do if you're in debt is to, is to pay off all your bills. And I thought that was strange. But what he's saying is you need to invest into your future. Why are you paying off your debts? And God is saying the same thing to our church and for those who will listen. You may be in debt, but you need to learn how to give. And you will give your way out of debt. Amen. And so, Father, we just thank you today. Father, I praise the living God. And we thank you for those who are on the line and those who may listen to this tape later. I pray that it's a blessing, Lord God. It comes from your heart, Lord God. And I pray for those who need healing, that they will come to the house of God. We will pray for them. Lord God, we pray for them today that you will touch them from the top of their heads to the soles of their feet. Lord, I pray that those who are yearning for a new place and 
new uh don't have a church home, oh God, that they will find themselves a church home and plant themselves, oh God, and let you grow them up and mature them. Lord God, so that they're effective for the ministry, that they are witnesses to you, that they learn about you and the good relationship and the awesome relationship that they can have. And so, Lord, we close with that. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Have a blessed day. We'll see you tomorrow at 930 at Grace Through Faith Worship Center in Glendale Road in Bowie, Maryland. Amen.